You're listening to the Northfield Radio Program, where faith, family, and culture all collide with the biblical worldview. There is a war that's raging for the hearts and the minds and the spirits of men and women. And you and I, as Christians, are on the forefront of that battle. The question is, what will you do? To find out more about the Northfield Radio Program and Caleb Gordon, go to www.calebgordon.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. I am your host, Caleb Gordon. So excited that you're here with us today. Just got a really fun show for you all today. Just super excited for you guys to be able to hear the content that we've got coming forward today. Um, Before we get going, though, I wanted to just bring this before you. If you're looking for a speaker, if you're looking for somebody to come invest in your church and your youth group and your men's group, I would love to be that guy. I travel all over the country and I share Jesus with thousands of people every year, and I would love to be a part of your organization. If you want me to come in and do something with your church, just give me a shout. If you can go to my website, www.calebgordon.com, and fill out the form there, we would love to come and partner with you and be a part of what you're doing. Um, So that's www.calebgordon.com. So on today's program, my friend Brian Hobbs is with us. He is on staff for the Baptist General Convention of Oklahoma, and we're just going to talk about faith, his family, and culture, and just just his story, and how Jesus got a hold of him, and I just hope that this conversation encourages you and challenges you this week. Love you all. Can't wait for you to hear this. Welcome to the show, Brian Hobbs. How are you doing? Hey, Caleb. Great. Thanks for having me. Good, man. I'm glad you're here. Um, Folks don't know, you work for the Baptist General Convention of Oklahoma uh, down at OKC. How long have you been there? I do. I've been there since, well, for nine years. And and I uh, serve at the Baptist Messenger as well. And so it's been nine years as of June. And before that, I worked on staff at a church here in Oklahoma City uh, and did some other things before that. But yeah, I love love, uh, working with the Baptist Convention here and got to experience a lot in Southern Baptist life and yeah. see God do some awesome things in the kingdom. But uh, yeah, nine nine years, it's been very eventful. So how did you, tell us the story of how you got on. How did you get on at the BGCO? Absolutely. Well, as I mentioned before, I was serving on a church staff and Caleb, kind of like my faith walk, I was a late bloomer. God had to bring me along and I had never really experienced the call to ministry as as some people would talk about it you know in my teenage years i had always thought about what it would be like to be maybe a pastor but uh more and more uh, as i was i worked really in the public policy field prior to going into ministry and god just kept opening up ministry doors and giving me smaller and uh, than other assignments and uh in in 2008, I had two job opportunities that I believe the Lord put in front of me. One was in the secular workplace, and one was ministry. And I feel like that was a fork in the road that he put, and, and I prayed about it and talked to my wife, Jennifer. And uh, after seeking the Lord, I felt like it's time to get into vocational hmm. ministry. And so he's he's been so kind and patient with me through the years. And... Uh, you know, I was saved when I was eight. Oh, wow. Born into uh, you know, a Christian family, parents faithful to 
share the gospel. Mm. And really, God opened my eyes through, you know, C.S. Lewis, uh, the Narnia books. Oh, man, no doubt. And, One of my favorites. And, you know, how you know how much of an effect a book can have on you. And mm-hmm. just the picture of Christ laying down his life, I could see it with what Lewis described with Aslan and uh, knew I was a sinner and uh, gave my life to Christ. Wow. And then it really wasn't into my teens that I began to, to grow even deeper in that. Yeah. He used C.S. Lewis's uh, Mere Christianity to get me into this world we call apologetics. Mm-hmm. And that really deepened my faith. And so I uh, didn't really know what I was going to get into as far as work work. In fact, uh, being a Bartlesville High School grad, I think on senior night they said, Brian Hobbs is going into dentistry. <laughs> so that's how close <laughs> I was about what I wanted to do. Uh, but uh, step by step, you know, God brought me into vocational ministry, and, and I'm really thankful for it. It's so incredible. Love it. Um, what's, been, uh, what's been one of the highlights uh, of working for the BGCO? Well, working with the messenger, we get to meet a lot of interesting people and hear a lot of interesting stories, incredible life change. Um, one story that we got to cover related to Laura Perry, who's mm. uh, from, from Bartlesville. Yeah, she's been Laura on the show. has an amazing story of redemption. Uh, she had, you know, felt confusion about her sexual identity, gender identity, mm-hmm. and lived t- almost 10 years as a transgender male. Yeah. God radically changed her heart, brought her back. She's living now with her God-given sexuality. So talking with people like Laura, trying to communicate uh, their life story to our readers has been amazing. That's one thing I'd point to. The other would be sort of these moments of hope amid tragedy. I worked alongside Disaster Relief after the 2013 uh, tornadoes, which just devastated uh, this part of the state and led to loss of life, including kids. But there were a lot of glimmers of hope, and people were very receptive to uh, the disaster relief volunteers helping them out and sharing the good news. So having a front row seat to that Mm. has been a blessing. And just getting to meet people all all different towns across the state, uh, those have been some things I've just loved. Yeah. What what do you think we as we as Baptists and we're just we're we're talking to the Southern Baptists but I mean I'm sure obviously there's a lot of different people that listen to this radio show and podcast but um those as Christians what the world in which we're living right now is just insane. Um what would you what would you say that we should be doing um as as Christians in the midst of all of this the turmoil and the insanity. What would you point us to? How, how would we get about or get around um, bringing folks to an understanding of, of some, some some type of unity, some type of where, where we're just not trying to kill each other and rip each other's you know eyes out? <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're so right about that. Um, I would love to see a Back to the Bible movement. Mm. I mentioned C.S. Lewis's book, but really it's the good book. Yeah. That God made my first love. I think we need to remember our first things. And, and uh, you know, you're a dad. I'm a dad. Yeah. One thing I try to remember in these chaotic days of uh, raising kids in, a, in dark times is just instilling the truth of God's word and trusting the, the Lord with those 
promises. I also think part of it's what we don't do, and, and you know, a lot of people are giving more time to things like cable news or social media <laughs> than we do to praying and diving into the Word and discipleship. Yeah. yeah. And so I've been reexamining my priorities when it comes to that because uh, someone said, you, you are what you behold. In other words, the things that you look at and think about, that becomes your character. And so if Christians are night and day feeding on negativity or yep. infighting or things that just aren't of God, uh, let alone sinful things like uh, you know pornography and yeah. just uh, the, the terrible things tearing, tearing at us, uh, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that we're fraying at the edges. But I think really we've seen it in history, a back-to-the-Bible movement just, Seek the bed for God to move in for revival, where uh, it's just amazing things beyond what we could ask him, beyond what we could think. He, he does that. And so that's what I'm trying to teach with my family. And, uh, you know, it's reading the word. And I've been convicted lately. It's memorizing mm. the word, you know, your word I've hidden in my heart. So I won't sin against you. I off and on have tried to memorize scripture, and I've been bad lately about that. Yeah. I need to get back on with doing that yeah um, you and me both we're in the same boat brother go ahead <laughs> we're in the same boat so i <laughs> i have that same conviction i'm like i need to be in the word more and, and I, I think that's every i think that's every christian but yeah <laughs> absolutely well and some i i meant to thank you at the beginning because you've contributed a lot to the baptist messengers blog word slingers yeah we, i was going to get there eventually but we'll uh, you know, go for it <laughs> you're uh, i love uh how you're pieces and blogs are real emphatic on the word uh and just the intensity of your blogs i think mm -hmm. communicates you've you've almost got a coaching style you can see a mentoring yeah. style when even the way you write and i know the way you speak and share uh so i appreciate that about you but um yeah these are these are tumultuous times i mean my five-year-old and i were having uh, a meal at a restaurant and there was a TV as we walked out, and it was on a sports channel, but it was during, quote, Pride Month. Yeah. And my five-year-old said, Daddy, why are they waving a rainbow flag? Because she knows the rainbow. And right. So, I mean, we're faced with questions that maybe previous generations didn't have to deal with. Yeah. Uh, obviously, each generation's had its problems and sins and shames. Uh, we could talk a lot about that. But sure. It's, it's, it's shocking how... Even talking the basics, we're, we're just going to have to go block by block by block uh, with ourselves, our family, our church, and uh, all that. I agree 100%. I, I, I think it, we've just gotten to that point where, I don't know, it when I go travel and speak places, I mean, my message is nothing that's jaw-droppingly, you know, unique. It's just simply, this is what the Bible says, and... And people are like, oh, but it was so refreshing. So I'm like, that's that should be all of us. Like, if you're a believer, if you're a pastor, if you're a speaker of, of God's word, that should be all of us. I mean, we should just be saying, hey, this is God's word, and this is what God wants us to do, and and we need to follow His instructions, and, and this is what He's laid out for us. And I just, I agree 100 percent that we just need. I think there needs to be a, a you know, a, you mentioned coaching when when things go sour in a game coaches look at their players listen boys we're going back to block and tackle we're just going to get back out yeah. there and we're just going to get back to the fundamentals and we're going to block and tackle let's get until you get it down till you figure this out 
this is what we're going to do. And man, I just think that that's, it's, you're hundred percent right. We've, we've just gotten to that point where we've got to do, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I was reading, I mean, I, I read the news every morning uh, before I get going, I get up early in the morning and I you know, take, spend a little time in the words and prayer. And then I look at the news and, and I'm just, you think, and today is going to be better than yesterday and then you look at the news and it's like wait a minute this is it's worse than it was yesterday and you'd think man there's no way it can get worse and man it it does and it just feels like there's this this open assault on anything that is biblical anything that is um biblically based it's there's an there's a full-on assault yeah and uh you know christians were were susceptible to uh our own sin or being harsh on the world and giving ourselves a path. So I've had to really take a hard look in the mirror and yeah. where I fail. I'm looking at my bookshelf while we're talking and I see a book by Josh McDowell mm. about Great guy. the man's verdict and, and thinking of apologetics mm. and, and, and not assuming people understand the reasons behind these biblical ideas either. Like my teenage teenager the other day I the other day was we were talking about marriage yeah and what the Bible says and we were able to drill down beneath that because she was wondering some of the reasons why one man one woman mm. and so we were able to kind of go into what I would call basic apologetics about nice. that, explaining the why behind it being prepared not getting caught flat-footed doesn't mean we have to have all the answers but right right uh, just being more prepared and not assuming people will understand 101 yeah absolutely and I, I think that's vital that we just that we know just i mean if we if we say we love christ we should be able to articulate what the gospel is and you know that's that's one of those things that i i'm sad about that there's there's been a, a diminishing of sunday school i mean when i was growing up man sunday school was such a big pivotal part of my education for for who god is i mean i I learned you know everybody's all those basic bible stories and a lot of these kids have not heard a lot of those basic bible stories in sunday school because they're not doing those things and so you bring up things like jonah and the whale or you bring up uh these 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 stories and nobody knows and i think that that is i mean sunday school is so vital for a church to grow and to be uh to understand uh, the basic fundamentals of the, of the Bible. I think, especially for children, uh, I think that's so important. Man. Yeah, and one, when I really got into apologetics at first, I think I fell into that trap where you're trying to argue someone into heaven <laughs> or, uh, you know, win an argument yep. to win it. And as I've matured by God's grace, you know, I see that it's not about winning the argument. It's getting people to think about the right things, letting God use that, yeah. uh, having these conversations with people, not to defeat them and make them look dumb, but to make them question some of the presuppositions they have that maybe are undermining. Mm-hmm. So like on the issue of LGBT, yeah. dialoguing with that person, explaining what God's word says, seeing, hearing how they got to, to what they're thinking, but, kindly challenging that sure and move them move them along in that and let the lord work in their heart you know if if what we believe about biblical marriage is true and and it is yeah we know that it can't work the way the world is saying it should work and so when people run aground 
mm. the church can be there to receive them. Absolutely. Say, Look, we have a better way here, God's way, that he's shown us in his kindness. And so uh, those are some of the pressing issues sure. uh, about, you know, sexuality mm-hmm. and about and what the Bible says and that authority. Um, you mentioned getting up, Caleb, and spending some time in the Word and prioritizing that. And uh, I, th- I think that's so key because there is endless entertainment media. Yeah. And we can replace the good things with just empty things if we're not careful. And then we look days and weeks and months and really have nothing to show for it. Yep. And uh, I think... I think I've had periods of time in my life where I did that. Me too. Nothing really to show, and you end up with emptiness yep. from that. And so we got to redeem the time, to use the Bible term. Absolutely. I agree 100%. It's, uh, it's one of those things that if we're not careful, uh, the enemy loves to try to lay out. Uh, an, I mean, the world is attractive. Uh, the Scripture says that there's pleasure in sin for a season, and we're, I mean, we're, the enemy is working aggressively he's always pushing for us to, i mean even if we're redeemed i mean we don't lose our salvation but he's he's trying to steal our joy uh he's trying to destroy families i mean he he loves nothing more than to co- cause turmoil in a home especially in a christian home if he can cause turmoil in a christian home man he he feels uh like he's winning at something but man he uh we've got to we've got to be active we've got to be uh, you know first peter 5 says we've got to be constantly aware of our surroundings know what's happening around us uh, because if we're not aware mm, man yeah uh, on like caleb let's say the topic like uh, and it's an uncomfortable topic but pornography yeah you know thinking about the impact on society and people in the church are you seeing any reasons for hope there or pushback or good trends or are you seeing mostly negative man it the I haven't had. I've I've done several. You know, you know. I, I travel and speak and do men's things often, and and there's been m- many conversations with guys. They're just. I mean, they. It's a real struggle for guys that are even in the church. I mean, we're, and it's it's so accessible. It's so easy to get a hold of now. It's. I mean, before you know, even when I was in the you know early two thousands. It was still one of those things you had to really you know try to figure it out. But man, it's in the palm of our hands, and if we're not careful uh, and we don't we're not led by the Holy Spirit, good night. It it can it can take us out. Uh, Josh, you you'd mentioned Josh Josh McDowell. Uh, he he gave a great message on on the that that is the biggest issue that is facing the Christian church is pornography. It's taking wow. people out just wholesale and so I, i've done lots of research on this stuff and um it's just it's it's easy to get into and it's easy to stay in um even even i mean you just you feel trapped and you don't want to tell anybody and you're just like oh man i don't, don't want to say anything because if i say something then people are gonna think i'm crazy and then it's gonna cause controversy and so you just have all these you know and so we we don't do anything we say we stay away from it but man it this is why men's solid men's groups are so important that we have. A, a, Absolutely. I love the men's ministry type stuff that, mm. that you talk about. And then these have just having an accountability partner. Yeah. Finding these good resources, like, you know, a battle plan toward purity Come on. And, and treating it like, uh, you know, spiritual disciplines and things. I, I, I'm seeing a little bit of reasons for hope that, uh, both in the secular world and the church, yeah. people are 
either being more transparent about their struggles with it or yeah. looking for a way out, realizing they're at a dead end, they're in a slimy pit and they want help out, you know, the, so I, I'm thankful that the church has become a safer place to say, you know what, I'm, I'm struggling yep. and will you walk with me and, and help me get out? And I think the more we'll do that, whether in this area or another area, uh, the church can be the church and disciple one another and uh, reflect God's plan. Yeah, I agree. It's it's one of those. I, I so you asked you asked me earlier. You know, are you seeing things that are hopeful? And yeah, I would say yes. Um, is it the biggest issue? Like I said, Josh McDowell said, is it is the biggest issue. But I do see whenever I go places, guys are open to talking about it, especially with another man. Uh, and that's why I would I would point men to talk to other men, other godly men that are going to be able to offer hope, offer, um, you know, a, a pathway to redemption and reconciliation, uh, and, and just a path forward, an action plan that says, listen, I'm, you know, no more of this. I know I've, I've played around with this, but this is, you know, and there's, and that's, that's the great thing is there's so many great tools, uh, at our disposal now that, that we can, it'll help us stay accountable, but this is back to, um, actually getting the word of God engrafted into our, um, into our lives. I, I listened to a, a, a clip by uh, a pastor named John Bevere, and he said that if you, there was a significant sh- shift in um, the decrease of, of looking at pornography if you l- read your Bible four times a week. I mean, he just went through, he's like, mm. if you did it once a week, there's nothing really changed. He said, but at, at, at the, if, you, if you opened your Bible, spent significant time in the Word four times a week, there was yeah. this shift where there was less anger in home. There was less viewing of pornography. There was less. I mean, he did all the he laid out all the research for this stuff. But I was like, holy cow! Like that's just proof that God's word is powerful. The gospel has power. Uh, Romans one sixteen. And it's just one of those things that I, I we've got to get. You know, we keep saying this, but I think it's it's. I know it's the same. It sounds like the same message over and over again. But man, it's so vital. The Bible is the this is what we need. The scriptures is what all, it's all we need. Yes, and you know, back to the Bible movement and one home, one church, mm. one community could could yield amazing fruit. I first was challenged to read the Bible through in a year years and years ago, and it sounded like as hard as running a marathon. You know, that's <laughs> impossible. But there are so many read the New Testament in one year plans or read the. Bible in a year plan that you can even spread out over multiple years. I mean, there's really no reason not to find a way just a few minutes a day, five minutes, 15 minutes, and and you can do it. Anyone can do it. And you might miss a day and just get right back up, you know. Just uh, keep going. So uh, I I would encourage anyone listening to your show to do that. I've I've benefited from that. And then, uh, of course, we talked about at the beginning the scripture memory is where you possibly or where i have seen the most spiritual growth just because god calls that word to mind when temptation comes or when uh troubled times comes uh so those are some thoughts there yeah absolutely um so what do you uh what's going on in the folks might want to know what's happening for the the rest of 2020 in the in the Baptist world what's what's going to be happening anything significant anything well, big 
that what we thought was going to happen in 2020 hasn't. Um, and I could, <laughs> no and I false could creak. <laughs> for the back half of the year, but I'm sure I'd be wrong. But we had the unusual circumstance of canceling the Southern Baptist Convention meeting, mm-hmm. which was to happen in June in Florida because of the virus. Yep. And Caleb, it's just been so unpredictable, but there's some awesome ministry going on. Um, for example, um, Falls Creek. Yeah. The camp didn't happen this year, but we're having regional events in towns. In fact, there's one I'm going to tonight. Uh, nice. The day we're recording this in southern Oklahoma, and students will hear the gospel. There will be really a one evening event, but it will encapture the gospel heart. So great. Falls Creek. Uh, thinking about the missionaries, a lot of them were serving in places that the whole country shut down mm-hmm. because the virus or went into lockdown, and some of them stayed there, and some of them had to come back off the field. So we're eager for those folks to be back out on the field. We've got uh, between three and 4,000 missionaries wow. for Southern Baptist around come the on. world. Oklahoma's got a great uh, Southern Baptist state executive director, Hans Stilbeck, yeah. godly man. He's... Uh, he took over for Dr. Anthony Jordan, who retired in 2017. And and Brother Hans has a real heart for embracing brokenness mm-hmm. as an opportunity for the gospel. So when we see a social problem like foster care or incarceration rates or addiction, we see that not just curse the darkness, but there's an area of brokenness. How can Christians enter in mm-hmm. with the light of the gospel and share the love of Christ. And so he's he's brought uh, a fresh vision and energy for that. And as best we can in this coronavirus uh, time, uh, share that message and be relational. Our churches are starting to meet meet again, uh, yeah. many of them who were doing online only. Uh, so we're, we're seeing that slowly come back online. Caleb, there's about 1,800, actually less than that, 1,700 and some, SBC churches in Oklahoma, and most of them are smaller in attendance. That's yeah. Smaller is the backbone. It uh, is. It's not the mega church that Oklahoma's, you know, uh, best known for. It's these uh, smaller in attendance, reaching people all across the state churches, and we've got a lot of godly men who are faith, faithful with the Word Amen. Uh, in ministry. We've got a great disaster relief organization a lot of uh different ministries of different stripes but as far as the sbc we're a little up in the air until we can meet again next summer mm-hmm. but i think you're going to continue to see the church planning the missions the uh, evangelism efforts it's just going to be it's going to look different and we'll have to be flexible i heard hans dilbeck say you know this isn't maybe just a pausing period it's a pruning period god might be pruning yeah. us in the things we didn't need in our lives and he'll, he'll let us take those away and then we might we could emerge stronger even for growth yeah if we can lean on him absolutely well how can we uh, as we end up how can we pray for you uh, as, as folks listen to this how can we pray for you your family uh, your ministry how can we pray for you Thanks, Caleb. That means a lot. Uh, pray that he would keep my heart clean and right before him, that mm. he keep the first love, the first love. Uh, pray for my wife, Jennifer. We have five kids. Uh, two of our kids have had 
health issues. Our, our youngest was born preemie, mm-hmm. incredibly preemie. Actually, I, there's a whole story there I could share of her being born at 24 weeks, weighing less than a pound. Now she's turning six. Oh, wow. So she's thriving. She's 40 pounds now. She's going to start uh, going into the kindergarten grade. She's Praise the Lord. Sing and she, her name's Violet. She's she's just been really well. But uh, pray for the well-being of my my kids. We have a 13-year-old that has this GI issue. Yeah. So I'd, I'd appreciate that. And then for for Southern Baptists, we we want to uh, be more united. Mm-hmm. We want to be pure as people and and our our doctrine good and uh, stand for the right things. I think. I think we will emerge strong. We've got people, but but there's no guarantee God uses us forever. We just for for uh, we're just grateful for the opportunities and the churches He's given us. And we yeah. don't want to take anything for granted. We don't want to waste any resources. Uh, and then finally, I would say with words. Speaking the right words, knowing when to speak, when to listen, what to say, how to be bold, how to be wise, and, and these kind of things. When you've seen it, when you speak and write, as a big part of what you do, yeah. you feel a responsibility. Absolutely, for getting it right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you're, and 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 trust me, there's plenty of people that are out there. That if you don't get it right, they'll. <laughs> They'll let you know. <laughs> They'll call you out. <laughs> They'll call you out. Man, no doubt. Well, man, Brian, I thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. I know you're, you've got so much going on. I thank you so much for taking time to, to be on our show today. And uh, would you just oh, miss my, us? My joy, Caleb, and you know, thank you for what you do. And I know you've taken the gospel to some hard places and, mm. and shared faithfully. So God bless you. Thank you very much. Would you uh, dismiss us in prayer? Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's pray together. Father, we pause to acknowledge you, our maker, our redeemer. Lord, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for laying down your life and taking it up again. I, I pray, Lord, you would find us faithful in our days. Forgive us for taking our eyes off you, for forgetting our first love, for yeah. forgetting the word. Lord, bring us back to the Bible and your promises and the gospel. Would you bring about revival in our own hearts and homes? And then as we turn out to, uh, to our land, would you bring healing and new life? where now there's decay and pray lord that we would have no part in the kingdom of darkness that we would mm. today yes, choose Jesus. light over dark bless caleb and this ministry and podcast thank you for time to talk and, and pray and, and be together we love you lord because you love us first in christ's name amen amen thanks again okay caleb god bless yep this program has been brought to you by dsr a technology company that has been investing in bartles of a families for over 35 years DSR. We deliver technology.